Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hey, thanks for joining us once again, Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, and Joel is with me again, as usual. And we're glad that you're with us, too. And I want to say thank you to those of you who have taken the time to write to us. Joel, I know you've been sifting through a number of emails that we've received from folks, and you've even had the chance to to go back and forth on some email or online dialogues. So thanks again for letting us know you're out there listening. Uh, Even if you don't have a whole lot of input for us, uh, just let us know you're out there and and drop us a line and say hi. Yeah, it's been amazing to me, Mike, uh, just because, you know, I... I have uh in my in my life the la- I've spent the last uh, let's see since I was 12 so I spent 24 let's see I spent at least 20 years um right here in in Iowa uh, actually almost 30 years right here in Iowa uh and I I don't travel much I've been to California I've been to Canada once uh we as a child I lived in England for a few years but you know, pretty much most of my life has been spent right here in uh, in uh, Waverly, Iowa, in Waterloo, Iowa. But through uh, the ministries of of Grace Walk, and through this program, and through blogging, uh, I've been able to connect with people from all around the world, and that just it still blows me away. Uh, I just had, you know, I think one in one of our last programs I mentioned to you, Mike, that I, I I was trying to get hooked up on Skype so I could talk to somebody in South Africa, Greg, uh, and me. We finally got together and and we chatted. It was like 10:30 in the morning here, uh, 5:30 in the afternoon there. Springtime is starting here. Winter was starting there, and uh, we had a blessed, blessed, wonderful conversation just talking about God and grace and, and about our lives and. And I'm still blown away by uh, the fellowship that God has has given us uh, through the Internet, you know, with with people from all around the world. So, indeed, just to echo what you're saying, uh, we do appreciate hearing from people who who are listening, uh, just to know that you're out there. And and like you said, if if you have any questions or just comments or even if you just want to say you're there, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Are you thinking of running for office? Why was that a good speech? Well, no, I, I, I was, was going to say, you know, in, living in England, uh, been to California, Canada, but oh. you don't travel much. <laughs> well, I'm like talking about the last 30 years, I haven't done a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a lady in her late 30s, she lives in Iowa, lives 100 miles from the Minnesota border, and just went into Minnesota for the first time this really? past year. Now, that's somebody who doesn't travel That's much. a person who doesn't travel. <laughs> that's for certain. <laughs> well, uh... Yeah, uh, we, we've been talking about some really neat things the last few weeks, Mike. Uh, God has given us a righteousness that is irrevocable. It's something that we never could have earned uh, through anything that we did, and it's something that uh, the things that we do, you know, th- well, let me just talk, put it this way, the good things that we do don't help us to maintain this righteousness because it's a gift, and the sinful things that we do sometimes as Christians can't revoke this righteousness because the righteousness is a gift that was given to us through Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ alone. There's nothing that we could do, no sacrifices, there is no um, offering that we could give God, there's no act of worship, no act of service that can help us to maintain this righteousness. It's all through the free gift of God's righteousness that he's given to us. 
And man, uh, we've talked a, a little bit about that in the past few weeks, and, and we're going to talk about it some more. I know you got some thoughts on your mind. We were looking in Hebrews 11 last week. Might be doing a little bit of backtracking this week. Well, we were in Hebrews 11 last week, Joel, so we are going to turn the page backwards, but it doesn't really seem that way because what we're going to be talking about here for a few minutes follows up so nicely with what we had from last week. And, uh, you know, as is often the case when we jump into Scripture, even when you're starting at the beginning of a chapter, uh, sometimes you get right in the middle of what the writer was talking about. So for a while, the writer of Hebrews has been talking about Old Covenant sacrifices versus the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And then in, in Hebrews 10, uh, he starts talking about the law, how uh, animal sacrifices were insufficient, that these, uh, that these same sacrifices which they offered up, animal sacrifices which they offered up continually year by year, they could not make those who approached perfect. If, because, you see, if the animal sacrifices could have brought perfection, which, remember, last week we talked about God's requirement is perfection, and, and we discussed, of course, how Christ is that perfection, not what you and I do. Um, but if those animal sacrifices could make people perfect, then would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshipers, once purified, would have, would have had no more consciousness of sins. Mm-hmm. And here we are talking about some of the very foundational principles of our new life in Christ here, Joel. There's a lot of different subjects that ministers can talk about in the Bible. And I'll bet there's a large percentage of them that are what I call rabbit trail Christianity. Going down a lot of paths that don't really go anywhere and have very little to do with the importance of what one really needs to understand when it comes to the Christian life. And uh, so what we're talking about here, for those uh, who are used to rabbit trail Christianity messages, uh, this may sound like it's repeating itself a lot, but you see, if we don't get this part of it, then we're going to miss out on so many other aspects that, that God would have us to know, talking about our identity in Him. And the writer of Hebrews goes on, Joel, and maybe we can hopscotch a few scriptures here and, and go into some of it, but couple of things I want to point out, and we can always do some backtracking here. The writer of Hebrews says in 10.14, For by one offering, Jesus has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And then, quoting an Old Testament scripture, they, they add, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds, and I will write them. Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. And if we can begin to even just get a small fraction of that, then uh, we're not going to allow that condemnation and that sort of thing to rob us of the knowledge of our identity in Christ. That's right. And, you know, just taking a couple things that we've uh, mentioned here, going back to verse 4 in Hebrews 10, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. And then uh, coming back to where you were, uh, the new covenant that God said that he was making, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. He goes on, the writer does in, in verse 18, Hebrews 10:18. Now, where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. And just kind of a side note here, I did a look in, in, in my concordance on my computer Bible, and uh, I looked for the word atonement. It's mentioned 100 times, the word atonement, which in short, I, I'm not going to go into a deep, detailed description of the word, but atonement, basically a covering, a covering for sin. You find it in, in Leviticus, you find it in Numbers, you find it in Deuteronomy. 
Exodus, various things that the people did to atone for sin or to make atonement for sin, the blood of bulls and goats, for example, uh, various offerings. One hundred times that word, at least in the New King James, is mentioned, atonement. When I go to look at the word atonement in the New Testament, zero times, because there's something different that Christ has done for us that the blood of bulls and goats could never do. The blood of bulls and goats, the offerings, and some of the sacrifices that people made provided a temporary covering or atonement for sins. But what Christ has done for us, as we find out here, as we read here in Hebrews 10, Christ has taken away our sin. He hasn't just covered it. He hasn't just provided a temporary covering. Christ according to Hebrews 10 here, has taken away our sins. He has taken them away, not just provided a covering, but they've been taken away from us. Our sins and lawless deeds are remembered no more. And uh, where there is remission of these, where these sins have been taken away, according to verse 18, there is no longer an offering for sin. Why is there no longer an offering for sin? Because our sins have been taken away. There's no longer any offering that could do anything for sin because Christ's offering of himself, his sacrifice of himself, has taken away our sins. And so that's the good news. That's the difference, one of the differences between the Old Covenant and and what happened under the Old Covenant and and many of the laws and ordinances that were required and the uh, once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He has taken away our sins, and, and there's no other sacrifice because he was the final sacrifice. Well, and and uh, in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. Compare that under the new covenant with Christ, where God says, there's sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. You know, my daughter was uh, who goes to college was in a, a Bible study, and uh, they were covering one of the books of the Old Testament. And I don't know about you, Joel, <laughs> but if you get around a Bible study in the Old Testament and they don't have much of an understanding of the exchanged life and uh, righteousness by faith, uh, usually you get your covenants mixed up and walk out feeling pretty dizzy, and I think my daughter was experiencing that. What we've got here in, in Hebrews, as I look at this, you would think if, if you were just reading the Old Testament, even understanding that Christ came, you would think that God had this whole animal sacrifice thing set up far in advance and that this was his perfect will for the Israelites and so forth, but... Here we find where sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Speaking of God, he did not desire that. But a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. It's just interesting that uh, sacrifices uh, of, the, of animals, bulls and goats and so forth, they really weren't what God desired at all, never from the beginning. And yet I think it's so easy for people to misunderstand that. And, and so our identity... Again, it's all because of the sacrifice of Christ, not because how well you and I have started living the Christian life. Praise the Lord for those of us who have been able to to experience some victories in our life that, that we didn't have when we had less knowledge of the gospel. But it still comes down to giving him all the credit for where we are, where we're going to be. It has nothing to do with what we do and don't do. And, and it's, it's a difficult thing sometimes because it's, it's easy for that self-righteousness to seep in from time to time. I know uh, my daughter recently had to start working concessions at the baseball park, Joel. She's in an internship, 
And, you know, she's never been somebody to drink and that sort of thing. So even just being around the people who, who use coarse language and, and uh, she doesn't really like being around, you know, the, the, the beer and that sort of thing, we've we got to be careful that even though that may not be a part of our life and there may not be a need for it, uh, because we've come to a greater understanding of uh, who we are in Christ, uh, it's so easy to look at other people in a self-righteous way without even realizing that we're doing it. And I, I have to catch myself doing that sometimes. Oh, man, I hear you there. And, and, and because, uh, you know, the truth, it, that's easy for us to say as, as we're sitting here talking about, the truth is that uh, those people who are, who are doing things uh, that we don't necessarily like or, or want to be around, it's the same blood, it's the same offering uh, of the body of Jesus that has cleared the way for them to have eternal life just in the same way that it is for us. And and if we were to look at each other according to an Old Testament uh, mindset, an Old Covenant mindset, then sure, we'd be, uh, we'd be judging each other all over the place. And I'm sure there was a lot of that going on. Uh, under the old covenant, but when when we look at things with new covenant eyes, and I guess we got to wrap things up here, uh, but I, I like how you've uh, kind of uh, wrap ended things up here, Mike, because we need to look at each other, whether it's people who we know are in Christ or or people who aren't in Christ. We need to look at other people with these new covenant eyes, knowing that Christ's sacrifice was for everybody, and that you know it's not about their behavior. But it's about them coming to know Jesus Christ, not about changing their behavior, but getting to know this one who has who has died for them and uh, who lives, who was who was risen again and can and can live in them as well uh, through faith. Well, hey, I'm Joel along with Mike. We uh, got to wrap it up again for this one. This is Growing in Grace. Check us out at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kepler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 